0: Oh hey, I'm glad you're here. This week on VHS, we're doing something a little different. Unfortunate family needs caused this week's guests to reschedule, so instead we are putting out one of our Patreon episodes. Starting this week, a sibling podcast VHS entitled New Releases and Late Returns will be posting episodes under our Patreon. This is something I was planning for some time. While I love our format of looking at films with people who have the profession portrayed within them, it also greatly limits the films we get to champion. Hence the creation of new releases and late returns, where each episode, one of my rotating specialists will discuss current things that are bringing us joy in books, comics, podcasts, music, and entertainment, as well as a return to a forgotten gem, a deep cut, if you will, in my father's video store. So, if VHS is all you need, that's wonderful, and thank you for listening. However, if you'd like to support the podcast and get a whole new podcast as a reward, then please head on over to patreon.com backslash VHUS and uh, and do what you need to do so here we go the film is the cool and the crazy the guest is sarah marshall and this is VHS new releases and late returns hello and welcome to the first episode of new releases and late returns the sibling podcast to VHS this is our patreon podcast so if you're on patreon that's how you're listening to this We may also bump some of these out so that people can hear them when we're on intermission, so to speak. Um, It's just a more casual conversation on films, both new and old, and things I remember from my dad's video store. For this episode, I welcome Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Sauce, and my wife. Thank you for being here.
1: Thanks for having me. Uh,
0: You also have your own podcast, um, Sony and Marshall, A Meaningful Marketplace, is that correct?
1: It is. I do. Perfect. I
0: love fact checking things that I'm well aware of are true. Fact
1: check. Excellent,
0: excellent. Uh, and that's on every Monday. Is that right? Or you record every Monday?
1: Yeah, we record Mondays, but um, I think it actually gets listed on iTunes on Wednesday. But but we we have an episode every week, and okay. we interview uh, female food entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm who uh, usually either myself or Sarah Mazzoni, my co-host, know or, or are connected to in some way. And so we just want to help tell their story and inspire other women to start food businesses and uh, connect customers and people to these wonderful women.
0: Awesome. And this is the very natural part where I say, how's it going? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.
1: I am sure that question is harder now to answer than it was when I was on your podcast however many months ago that was. I think it was almost a year ago. Who knows how time works anymore? when you told me you were just going to ask me how I was, I was like, I don't want to answer that question.
0: Yeah, no, nobody does, really. <laughs> but, you know, you don't have to go too in-depth into um, any sort of murk and mire, if you will. Uh, but, you know, just uh, just a general howdy-do, if you will. will um,
1: you? Yep. Howdy-do, there my friend. Thank you. <laughs> I think that... I would like to tell you things that I'm into. Great. Right now.
0: (laughs) Well, let's move on to current obsessions. Things that you're enjoying. Things that are bringing joy to you these days. Yeah.
1: So that's the thing that I was going to say is that I, um, no matter how I feel, Mm -hmm. I am just trying to, you know, when you, when, when we have a child, which you and I do have. We do have one. And um, I think that you try to do something that creates some spark of joy within them at any point in the day because the world is so weird and because it's hard. You're the only people in their lives right now. So yeah. I think that has been my focus lately is just, just just try to figure out things to do that are fun, that bring us joy, that are funny, that we can laugh and play at least once a day. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that has got me into a different mode of things. So I I was gonna talk about music a little bit because you asked what I was listening to earlier.
0: Yeah. I said, what are you listening to?
1: (laughs) What are you listening (laughs) to? No, that you said that was something I could talk about. Things I'm listening to. So um I I would never think that I would be listening to the kind of music that I am listening to Mm -hmm. right now when I was, you know, a kind of gothy, strange teenager especially. Which is when this movie that we're going to talk about is from. So, uh, I (laughs) currently, one of the things that I've been listening to that I think is really fun is um, our daughter loves to sing and she's really into like any woman pop music song. um, I usually don't know them. Yeah,
0: she likes the ones that belt it out.
1: Yeah, (laughs) she really likes Slaves to Sing, which I like too, but I just would listen to a little bit different version. Yeah. So she has been really into Sia, who I didn't. I mean, I know who she is, I but had no you know, idea. Not my thing. And, um, so you have found these really fun remixes, and there's there's some that are so like, like It's a little bit Pointer Sister. Yes, you know. that's what I
0: was lucky to find, some yeah. 80s-style so, remixes. So
1: that's what I've been listening to, and it's really fun. Mm-hmm. You know, That's been part of... Her and I have been doing a lot of dancing, yes. and so we've been doing this thing called Dance Church, which is another thing I wanted to tell people about that really brings us a lot of joy. It doesn't have anything to do with church, except for that it's on Sundays. But it's just dancing, mm-hmm. and you can do whatever you want. You don't have to follow what they're doing. And so we have been dancing a lot, which is bringing us a lot of joy it's good
0: for your body and mind yeah
1: it feels good you never can start off your day dancing and like have it have it be like well that's everything is terrible right. from here on out like it just really like pumps you up so we've been doing that listening to a lot of fun dancing songs doing a lot of dancing and house. so i just wanted to mention that's what we've been listening to yeah that's what we've been doing it's feeling good
0: yeah into it Uh, on the subject of music, I'll say that if you enjoy the theme from, uh, VHS, uh, that's by the band Tough Turf, and they have a new album coming out in March. I just previewed a couple tracks, and it's sounding really awesome. Oh, you
1: get preview tracks.
0: No, I mean, it's just stuff he put up. He doesn't send me anything. Uh.
1: (laughs) That I, it I made it here. sound really He's good. He's like,
0: "Okay, here, Dirk. Yeah,
1: <laughs> tell me what you think, man." No,
0: but Chris Connolly <laughs> did do that when I recorded his episode. Oh, he sent me the album early. I didn't cool. even have to ask for it. I wanted to, but yeah. I thought it would be rude. But sure. then he sent it to me, and I was like, "This is amazing." That's pretty fun. Um, felt pretty special. Uh, music. Okay, I don't have too much. I have been revisiting. Uh, the Pusher album that came out last year, I think it's called Beat Up Hello, and, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, December is when the sauce business is super busy, and so I end up listening to a lot of The Prodigy, for some reason, that's something since 1990, uh, two, maybe, um, has always played a small role whenever they put out a new album, it's, uh, energetic, so to speak. So, um. So, yeah, I'm, I'm coming out of that and listening to a lot of pop stuff, trying to find remixes for our daughter and you to listen to in the car mm-hmm. and sing. Um, super fun. Uh, but one thing, since you mentioned motion and something that brings me joy now, uh, I got back into reading.
1: I, I no, I'm shocked.
0: That's how <laughs> I like to say it, because I was never into reading in the first place. I told Dave that, and he was like, Oh yeah, because that's what you're known for. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Geez, what happened to Turkey? Stopped reading." Um, no, but I do it for about an hour every day, and while I do it, I sit on your—I mean, I ride your exercise bike. I don't just sit on it. I want to be sit on my bike, Uncomfortable <laughs> and read. Uh, no, but it it's really great. And I experience something. One from reading, you get like an intellectual high. I feel like from. the information yeah
1: you're working that brain of yours yeah (laughs) yeah
0: and (laughs) on the bike then i get like the runner's hire the exercise thing and so i've done it now enough that my brain now gets excited to do it which for me is about i've said before three days of any sort of sort of new pattern and then my body's just like oh yeah this is what we do now (sighs) Mm -hmm. this is the part of the day where i do that and um so i've been i've been really enjoying that and the book i've been reading is called it came from the video Isle. It's uh, inside Charles Band's Full Moon Entertainment studio. Uh, If you don't know Charles Band and Full Moon Entertainment, he's the guy responsible for, like, Puppet Master, uh, Head of the Family, Trancers, Doll Man, huge video store fodder. So stuff that was in my father's fodder, father, uh, (laughs) video store, it was a ton of that. And so it's been really great to read sort of the origins of these films, how they came together, how this just creative entrepreneur created Empire Records, then Full Moon, then launched a bunch of different like minor labels to release like family films and stuff that like I forgot existed. So I highly recommend that for anyone into that strange sort of corner of cinema.
1: Well, and you, maybe you don't remember this, but when we first met, I had you be part of my book club, which was just you. Right. And, And I didn't know that you didn't read books at all. I thought that you like read books. and so. I was yes. like, hey, let's be in a book club. And I would just, like, pick a book, and you'd read it and talk to me about it. And you, re- you read the books.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, at this stage, uh, I would have done anything you asked me to. <laughs> so reading A Confederacy of Dunces wasn't a huge ask uh, to spend more time with you and then talk about a book. Yeah. Cool. I mean,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> I'd still do that.
1: Oh, okay, great. Yeah,
0: if you wanted to meet it. If you were like, I really liked... This book about mental health or whatever, or your calming or wellness or something, I'd read it.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to find something that we could read together. Okay. Right. <laughs> book Club Back in Action. Okay. <laughs> 15 years later.
0: We're going to need another bike.
1: Uh, I'm reading a really good book I want to tell people Yes, about. please. Um, so it's called When No One is Watching. It's by Alyssa Cole. And it's... It's very, very good. It's a thriller. It's current. It just came out. Um, It speaks to a time and a place that we're in right now, but it's also like a historical thriller. Like, it it takes place now, but it has a lot of history embedded Mm -hmm. in it. And I think that people should read it. And then what I am hoping is that someone pays Alyssa a lot of money and makes it into a movie because it would make such a good thriller. Awesome. Um, so, anybody out there who wants to make a movie, but, you but you know, the the key piece, pay us a lot of money. Okay. <laughs>
0: That's great. Yeah.
1: It's a good one. And I also got a new cookbook I was going to mention. Yes, please. Which is called The Bottom of the Pot, and it's by Naz Derivian, and it's really fun. It's a, it's a Persian cookbook, and, and the reason that I love getting new cookbooks, but especially cookbooks that um you know is written in a certain style or with a certain kind of cooking is that i love to find out about new ingredients Mm -hmm. and so whenever there is a cookbook that i have to order or seek out a bunch of things to make the recipes that's really fun for me and exciting Mm -hmm. so um i mean i think the first cookbook that ever that was like that for me was padma's cookbook and i you know was seeking out all these things i'd never heard of and um you know, t- 20 years later, or whatever, <laughs> I'm still doing it with this one. And, and you know, I, I got all these, like, dried lime peels and made my own pomegranate molasses. and just, just
0: got some weird powder, too.
1: Yeah, I did. I ordered a bunch of different spice blends because some of the things in them, I had never even heard of the spices that were in them. And, you know, I mean, that's pretty rare for me because yes, I, you know, write recipes <laughs> and I, you know, have... Access to all the spices and things, but there's still things that I have I don't know about, and so I I love learning and I love experiencing what it's like to open a container of dried lime peels, like all of those things I think are really nice to just add to my.
0: Yeah, brain. people don't know this, but you have two kitchens in your home. One's yeah. a regular kitchen that has a spice cabinet, and then a commercial kitchen space below that kitchen that has a giant, huge spice rack. And you have like a, like a toolkit of spices. Yeah, as well. it's
1: it's like a it's a makeup box like for yes. professional makeup artists to use. But instead of putting makeup in it, I put in spices so that I could do recipe testing and and cooking and things um, you know all over the place. So if I needed to go teach a canning class, I could just grab my spice kitter if I was somewhere and wanted to test a recipe. So it has like so many spices in it. Yeah, I. I... I have a lot. So that's why it's really fun when there's something that has a lot of things that I don't know or, or haven't purchased. Or, yeah. Um, so this has been a really fun book to cook out of. It's
0: why one of my favorite things is when you're hired to do recipe development for somebody, I love to watch you work cuz it's a lot like watching like a mad scientist in a laboratory where they go to their beakers and their things and their stuff and they're pulling stuff and looking at things and smelling things and you're just like what is happening what magic yeah. is going on here
1: That's what it is like and yeah I it, it, it feels that way mm-hmm. it feels very much like that and the, and I like that um but I'm also in my head a lot so a lot of times I'm not really talking um it is just
0: maybe very... it's more like witches I would say yeah it's yeah. a little witchy yeah. for sure like I had newt and yeah. you, know, yeah. you got the mortar and pestle out. You're grinding stuff up. And... Yeah.
1: I, when my um, kitchen inspector was here the last time, you know, I'm the only person really that puts the ingredients together. And yeah. so she was like, you don't have any of your spices labeled. I'm like, well, I know what they are. <laughs> why, why do I need to label them? She's like, well, what if you put in the wrong thing? I'm like, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I know what spices smell like, what they taste like, what they look like. I know what, I mean, you know, I do. But I ended up labeling I'm just to, like, make her happy. <laughs> sure. But well, you want that person to be
0: happy, for yes. sure.
1: Yes, for sure. Pretty much any time they make a suggestion, I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever will well, keep you happy, I will yes.
0: do. Uh, current watches. Let's get to the new release section. Uh, anything that, visually speaking, television, movies, anything that you want to give a shout-out to or something that's bringing you joy right now?
1: Yeah. Um, I, you know, I love... Sabrina, yes. <laughs> we are just talking about witches, but, you know, when I think of the subject matter of movies and, um, and shows that I like, I, you, I can't often go wrong with witches or vampires. Mm-hmm. I usually am just like in it right away, but then, and you know, with, with a lot of those, either you have a witch realm, that's, oh, you have a witch section. I have a vampire section. Vampire section, yeah, that, I mean... Those are some of my faves right there. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a witch section?
0: I don't have a witch mm, section yet, but I work on it. This is the first time I've ever organized anything, so
1: <laughs> yeah, your movie shop is looking good, Thanks. man.
0: I mean, the CD wall is organized. that's true. Yeah, but, you know,
1: I think music's a little bit easier to categorize than well, yeah, because once
0: you put them by artist, then it's just like they kind of fall together in styles. Yeah. For me, that's how I did it. Yeah.
1: Well, I love a witch show, I love mm-hmm. a witch movie, I love witch anything, I love witch people Yeah, <laughs> just didn't do it. So I, um, you know, we just jammed in the last Sabrina. Yep. Um, I don't know what season or whatever. I have but no clue. What whatever know? the we current watched, season yeah, is. Yeah, we watched them all. We just watched the new ones that came out. And I really love it. I think it's one of my favorite um, Netflix. Is it Netflix? Yep series that's that's on right now. One Um, question
0: for you about it. Yeah. And it was a question posed to me by super producer J.L. Watkins, who Mm. produces this uh, very podcast. Mm -hmm. He said, he asked, uh, what did you think of the last episode? Because apparently it's really polarizing amongst fans. And we won't say what it is, but just how you felt about it.
1: I mean, I feel like they've created a world where they can do anything. Yes,
0: that's what I feel like.
1: So... I feel fine with it. Yeah. I think they can continue. They.
0: Well, I mean, it's totally going know. to continue. Right. It's already been renewed for a new season, but. Yeah. I just feel like I appreciate that they don't do the same stuff. Some yeah. shows they become so routine, and, uh, and you know, be, people enjoy that. They find it comforting. Yeah. But I like it in this one because when they're like suddenly there's two Sabrinas, I'm like, well, I didn't see that coming. So sure. let's see where this goes. Yeah.
1: You know? And I mean, I'm I'm really into the the creation of hell that they made yeah. like they have they have a lot of money so they could do something that maybe a movie that we would have loved couldn't do didn't have the money to do it they can create this really awesome um,
0: it's so ornate
1: yeah it's be- it's beautiful the costuming's all beautiful mm. i i think it's a really well acted show the
0: color scheme's amazing yeah
1: it's really nice i i will say and i know you hate this part there's a lot of singing and and you know <laughs> I think that drives you a little bit crazy it's, with like because the, yeah. they're like teenagers, so it's like a teenage band, and who wants to sing a teenage nah. band really? I mean, even every time that I see it, I'm like, "Ooh, this is a bit painful."
0: Well, I check out quick on that yeah. stuff now. I'm less quick to anger as I used to be with musicals. <laughs> You'll remember the Chicago debacle <laughs> where I was in a separate room completely. Um, nowadays, I can. I mean, I feel like we teeter teeter totter back and forth between what we're willing to watch with each other, you know, and it could be something that leans more towards maybe something you want to watch. We have a wide overlap, but, um, but you know, it's, I I know sometimes when I'm like, it's an alligator movie and you're like, great, you know, it's like, okay. (laughs) Pull
1: out my laptop. Yeah, exactly. I will be right here next to you. not really. But you're not like, Oh,
0: gross. You're just like, okay, Dirk's got a new alligator movie he's got to watch. So, um, but that, you know, that being said, I, uh, I just want to say it's something that I, I think I put work on and now I just can retreat into something like you would do with the laptop rather than be like, Oh, they're singing on Riverdale. Mm. I feel like it pains you knowing how much it pains me yeah. more than it actually pains I'm me. I'm
1: always like looking over like, are you okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm never
0: like, Oh, her stupid show. Cause even Riverdale, I feel like the tone, the look of it, everything's mm-hmm. so consistent. Mm-hmm. Except for those musical episodes, which have yeah. to be for somebody. So it's just well, not for me, you know? Yeah, I, it must be for teen... I don't know. I'm gotta thinking
1: be. it's got to be for teenagers. Cause, or, or maybe just younger people because they're really into, like, the singing shows and things. Mm-hmm. You know? Much like our daughter. Yeah. I, mean, I just think it's, like...
0: I just feel like I'm not the target market for so many things that I'm used to just being like, well, this part's not for me. Yeah. You know? And I'll clue back in when Jughead's back on screen or, you know, whatever's happening.
1: Yeah. That's where right
0: Oh, that, I was still talking about Riverdale, because that oh, was the yeah. one that had the most singing.
1: Yeah, I think they did, like, a whole season where it yeah, was... it was a lot. <laughs> or maybe just a whole episode. It felt like a season. Yeah, I don't know. It was long.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I just watched While You Were uh, Out of Town, Why Don't You Just Die, which is a Russian film, um, where a l- woman perhaps tricks her boyfriend to go murder her dad with a hammer. Uh very crazy, very violent, very bloody, very funny, um, very sort of absurd. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that's your thing, I highly recommend uh, Why Don't You Just Die. That's just, uh, I think you find it in most platforms. Uh, the third Skyline movie um, called Skylines I watched, and it's not my favorite. The second one is definitely my favorite, but I really hope they make a fourth because I think with each film they do something new and exciting rather than retread the old stuff. Um, which I think is super fun. And then I just wanted to touch on that we watched the most Christmas movies we've ever watched mm-hmm. this last December because we got the Hallmark app on our smart TV and we were able to see all of them, I think,
1: yeah, which that's the first definitely the first time that I have ever done that. It was a great year to do it because it felt good to live in the Hallmark world, yes. <laughs> You know, when everything was just like who knows, we could it didn't matter what would happen during the day. We could put it on and I would just be like, "I am ready for a Hallmark movie." Because it's not it's not a Hallmark movie, which is different than a Hallmark Christmas movie. Yes. A Hallmark Christmas movie has a very strategic format mm-hmm. that always ends very joyfully.
0: The lowest stakes you can have yes, in a movie.
1: <laughs> for sure, 100%. And and the the story is almost always the same. Mm-hmm. There's you know, two single people, um, one the one is the the man always is very successful except for not right then. Instead yeah. they work at like an inn or they're working. You know they're helping their parents out, but of course they're totally a lawyer.
0: Just some someone they're gonna carry logs at some yeah point. They've some gotta part carry of wood they're wood. gonna carry. <laughs> <laughs> it's the scene. I don't know. There's a dog
1: in. in there somewhere, but yeah. the dog does not die. It is not that kind of Hallmark uh-uh. movie. There's no. a lot of Hallmark movies where a dog will die and become like someone's dead dad. Or also, a lifetime. You know, does like, that. No, yeah, no, no, no it's Hallmark. Hallmark. Yeah. That is Hallmark. But that's why these Christmas movies are different. Cause none of that will happen. Yeah. It's just going to be two people who kind of don't like each other at first. And then they are, you know, and the woman always doesn't like Christmas. She's too busy. Mm-hmm. And then in she the gets end, that
0: Christmas spirit.
1: Yeah. She's moving to the country. <laughs> Yep. Into Christmas. Getting but, married. Get and they are getting married, of course. Yes. Mm-hmm. They don't they are never sleeping together before they are married. I guess Hallmark has some values around that. So if you're expecting erotic thrillers because that's what I yes. talk about, this is not where you are gonna find it. But it's what we needed, I feel like, because it was um you know, it was fun, it was painless. Yeah. Uh I liked all of the different themes because they always have to be somewhere wintry, pretty yeah. much you know and so um you know i had some faves
0: mm-hmm. i already know number one it's gonna be <laughs> ice sculpting
1: ice sculpting yes that i mean there was there were two or three ice sculpting movies yeah
0: my favorite thing they do is they lean so hard into a theme and so if it's ice sculpting Everyone in this town ice sculpts. Like oh, yeah. it's just like, <laughs> like every scene like it's ice is ice sculpting. It. <laughs> like, they are
1: ice sculpting at the market. Yes. They are ice sculpting at the Christmas tree stand. You they walk are down ice the street everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah.
0: really amazing.
1: So good. So the yeah the ice sculpting ones were my favorite. And least favorite, I don't even know. I just thought I think there was only even, maybe one yeah, we couldn't get there's through. There's one we turned
0: off. But the other one I wanted to mention—I don't remember the name of which one this was—but you already know what I'm gonna say the garland in the kitchen.
1: Oh yeah, that was one of the ice sculpting ones. So so every show Dirk and I would see how they decorated, and and Hallmark must just have this big town size warehouse full of Christmas garland. Yes. Because you just would—it was everywhere. Every room you're in, the doorways are decorated, the light switches are decorated, mm-hmm. like the banisters. There's just garland. Everywhere. everywhere and there was one scene in one of the ice sculpting movies where the the, the kitchen in this like lodge everything is decorated and when we kitchen we
0: mean like industrialized like metal tables where they're yeah. doing prep vegetable prep
1: like a commercial like a kitchen in a fancy restaurant yeah i just where... want to make sure
0: you're not picturing a kitchen in an inn this no, we're talking a restaurant kitchen like they put garland on the in, stove like, a
1: hotel <laughs> kitchen yeah it was- On the dishwashing (laughs) station. I'm like, oh no. No,
0: this is a health (laughs) problem.
1: Can't do that. Yeah, there was like big red bows on the ovens. I'm like, those would melt. But I thought that was funny too. No, that's the thing. It was good. It was great. We
0: enjoy the camp of it all. It's very, very fun.
1: Yeah, it was a good way to spend a weird holiday
0: season yeah and anytime garland popped up in a scene we would do the death metal garland (laughs) which is very fun it's a great way to end the day so you start it off with dancing and Mm -hmm. then end it with a little a little bit of that
1: those are our uh coping skills recommendations
0: (laughs) (laughs) i agree uh also it was a great contrast because i was prepping the santa episode so we were revisiting Mm -hmm. um dial code 3615 dial code pere noel and um what was the other one?
1: Um, the one that has all the naked Santas. Oh, I
0: just blinked on the whole name of it, and I did an episode about it. Uh, rare Exports. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always like to watch Elves or one of the Silent Night Deadly Nights. I mean, I like a whole uh, Christmas section right here. Bloodbeat. Um, so then, you know, we can watch the yeah. the lighter stuff afterwards, which is, which is pretty nice. Um, other things... Um, yeah. Oh, last I just wanted to say that we watched Spontaneous. And if anyone hasn't seen Spontaneous, I wanted to give that film a shout out because uh, it was one of my favorite viewings of the year.
1: Yeah, mine too. I would say it's it's my favorite, for sure.
0: Yeah, and I learned, I didn't tell you this from the director, that the concept, the, the, the book it's based off and everything... It was very much about school shootings. Yeah, the, that's what I thought what was when about. I watched it. But the great thing about movies and when you watch them is when you watch it now during a, like a pandemic and everything, that also feels like a possibility. Mm-hmm. So some of the conversations we were able to have afterwards was about sort of, it sort of existed in a place where there wasn't a, an actual answer. Yeah. And I thought that it was really fun to to have that experience and then have someone give you the answer and be like, but it's also fun to think about it as these other things mm-hmm. too, you know? Um, But it's a wonderful film. It should be studied on just the deft way he uses tone, the way he can move from serious concepts to comedic things to end with like a heartwarming, hopeful feeling. I mean, I wept. I I stood up. I was like, I'm not ready for this. Uh, (laughs) It was great. I loved it. So spontaneous (laughs) is the last thing I wanted to say for new releases, which brings us. To late returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, this brings us to the film of the day, and it's called The Cool and the Crazy.
1: Cool and the Crazy.
0: <laughs> uh, I've learned since that this film is part of a revival of American international pictures produced by Lou Arkoff The concept was a 10-week series of 1950s-inspired B-movies made with a 90s edge. Uh, he thought... Uh, wait, what? Oh, he thought this... He wanted to do, like, a remake of Rebel Without a Cause, but, Mm -hmm. like, set then.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: So, I mean, that makes a little bit more sense with this film. It was also written and directed by Ralph Bakshi, who you might remember from our Cool World episode with Mick Cassidy. Uh, Ralph Bakshi was the big animator guy that did, like, Fritz the Cat and all these sort of really edgy R-rated cartoons, Mm -hmm. um, some of which were set in the 50s, so... Kind of makes sense. That, makes sense that he would do. Yeah.
1: Well, I was, yeah, I I knew what you just told me about about the Showtime series because yeah. I had to look it up because it didn't make sense to me that I had never heard of this movie. Right. For a few reasons. So, um, you know, the movies that we're going to talk about are erotic thrillers, Correct. right? Because I that I love that category. Um, but so I I would have thought that I would heard of have heard of it, but who I love more. <laughs> Is Jared Leto? Yeah, Jared. And Leto. he is the star in this movie, and so I couldn't believe that I had never heard of it because yes, I had his picture hanging in my locker. Yeah, I had a picture of him in my wallet.
0: Yeah, I have your my so called life DVD box. My so
1: called life DVD box set. So I was you know a a teenager. I was in high school sure. at the time that he, you know, really my so-called life was kind of the first thing for him. And he was filming this movie at the same time. Yes. And so it, so then it sort of made sense that I wouldn't know about it, not because of that time period, but because it was on Showtime and, you know, we didn't have Showtime. I didn't know anybody was Showtime. I don't even know if that was an, option of something you could get on Mount Hood. No. I never knew anyone who had it.
0: You probably would have to have satellite discs. Yeah,
1: no one had that. I mean, I, I think in my lifetime of living there, they had just gotten, like, basic cable mm-hmm. TV. You know, like, kids could get MTV and they were stoked. You know, like, so yeah. it wasn't... It, Showtime was too much for where I lived. Um, but I... I... That's why I didn't see it.
0: Sure. So... We should just mention that there's two main stars in this yes. film. There's Jared Leto and Alicia Silverstone. Mm-hmm. And when you see those two names, I was just like, how does? How did I not know this movie existed? And then you figure out the Showtime situation. You're like, oh, okay. But like Dimension Films put out the DVD. Um, it should have been in video stores on shelves. I would have rented it off the cover. Uh, I just never saw it. I don't know when it actually hit DVD, but uh, the film... Follows the marriage of two people, Alicia Silverstone and Jared Leto, and they're married... They married young and had a kid, and then things aren't going swell. It's basically the setup for the film. Yeah. Um, It started in the 50s, and the second it started and there was, like, a sock hop, I was like, I didn't do my research. I'm not really into this. I'm just not into the 50s. I never (laughs) were. Um, And again, producer JL said uh, we were playing a game the other day, and a 50s song came on, and he was like you and I know this stuff because growing up in the eighties, but like, he's like, my kids wouldn't know any of this music.
1: Well, and so that was the thing about the series is that I, I couldn't see who performed the songs. I couldn't even find it anywhere, but, um, they had, you know, people playing songs from current bands at that time in the nineties, playing these songs from the fifties. Oh, so, uh, but I don't know who they were. I couldn't find them. So it's probably it it was probably Big Head Todd and the
0: Monsters. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't even know. Toad the wet sprocket. Yeah, what it had said. And then when I thought about it, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. But I didn't even really kind of know waste. most of the songs either. Yeah. Well, so they I was looking up that, so they made 10 of these movies. Yes. And I, I kind of now want to watch all of them, just for fun. <laughs> because now that I know to, like, look for the music, and then there's all these stars and all the other ones. Yes. And I feel like no one even knows, like... Melissa Milano's in one, mm-hmm. Paul Rudd is in one, yeah. Shannon Doherty. Like, I just think it's 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 a fun idea. I'd rewatch him. However.
0: Yes. Let's get into it. <laughs>
1: this movie was not my favorite. Yeah. And if I would have seen it at the time, I mean, I think the underlying message is really, like, don't have a baby young and... Yeah, I mean,
0: it, there's not a lot hidden here. It's, yeah. Uh...
1: And, I mean, I was already on that track. I mean, I didn't. Right. I, Fifteen years later, I still didn't have a baby <laughs> from when this movie came out. So that they did not need to send me that message. However, I think that, you know, if you've had any kind of shitty boyfriend mm-hmm. that is charming at certain points in time, and then when they don't get their way, a complete raging person... Yeah. You don't want to watch this movie. Right. I mean, it's too real. It's too good. It's like, I was immediately was like, I hate this movie. Yeah. Because it's just an abusive relationship. Yes.
0: Well, and this is the thing. This is the only live action movie Ralph Bakshi ever did. Just this. Yeah. Uh, And I think it shows. And I I think one of the things that makes this not fun to watch is that they're not giant rats. These are human beings. Yeah. And in his movies, you would watch it and you're like a cat and a giant rat having this argument. And you're like, what an interesting thing. Yeah. But when it's just people being ugly to each Mm -hmm. other and there's a lot of ugliness in all of his films, um, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Uh, I wrote that this is a film about trysts and bad dancing. There's some sequences in this that should be memes. More people should meme this movie because I think Jared Leto in one scene, I was like, whoa, okay.
1: Yeah, I, I, well, and I think that no one had really, really figured out Jared Leto yet because it wasn't the right role for him. Yeah. You know? No. He he is so good at so many things, but being like a young teenage dad who is not good at sexing is not a role for
0: him <laughs> right. well he looks 21 now so back then he's yeah. like
1: i'm an adult and you're yeah. like you're 12 you're get like, out of here you're kid. a baby and yeah. just have sex with your wife
0: <laughs> and also the two of them i i believe they're both good actors uh but playing roles in the 50s with their style yeah it comes across bad. It looks like it does. bad acting. It does. But when you look at it, you're like, oh, their acting is in the times. Yeah. But nowadays, you look at it and you're like, you, I mean, you have to decode it to yeah. break it down and be like, oh, this, th- what they're doing is really good for what it's supposed to be.
1: Yes. But, but it seems bad. It seems bad. It seems bad. And I think, you know, it was too right at the time Alicia Silverstone had just done... Um, oh what was the movie that she did it was called like it wasn't fear but um the crush
0: oh yeah yeah yeah.
1: she had just done that movie
0: she did the crush and then i think hideaway with jeff goldblum that had like i love hideaway if you haven't seen that we're watching that not for this series but i don't think i have jeremy Sisto's in it he's like a satanist that kills himself in the beginning to kmfdm if you didn't think this film already had my heart <laughs> uh <laughs> Godflesh performs in, in a club, a dance club that teens are in. Oh, yeah. I was like, is I'm this just for me?
1: I've definitely never seen it. Jeff it Goldblum. does like, make it seem like it's just for you. I would love to watch it yeah, with you. Yeah, okay, great. Um, no, so she had just done The Crush, which is like, I feel like somebody watched her in that movie and was like, oh, she's like a young girl who people now think of as this person that will do sexual things in public. And Ooh, so they yeah. did, that's like, it's like they took that scene and they did this scene because they were like, oh, now here, I'm glad that's not what she ended up being known for. Was
0: she also in Poison Ivy? Was that also her?
1: Yeah. Uh, like
0: at the same time? I
1: think so, yeah. I mean, I think she, because she had this kind of like young matronly look a little bit, uh-huh. like, and then they would always like, but also like... Twisted a little bit. I feel
0: like people saw her in those Aerosmith videos and were like, "Oh, she's evil." <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: she's, she's in with. She Aerosmith. can be good
1: and evil. Yeah, and yeah, you know what? Her my favorite role for her is. I
0: would love to know. <laughs> it's
1: so weird. Um, in Batman Returns, she was Batgirl.
0: Oh wow! And it was the one uh, with Robin. Yeah. And George Clooney. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Oh, God. you know what? Honestly, I don't think I saw it.
1: I saw it and I loved it. I loved it and I loved her in it. Wow! I don't know why. I think I remember maybe some like circusy things. That's I all it know. takes, really. Yeah, I love an evil circus. Mm-hmm. So I th- there <laughs> I think it is. That, that was it. That's but a big I liked her in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, favorite role.
0: <laughs> That's good. I uh, I marked a couple notes. I said uh, sailors are murdered for no reason in this movie.
1: Yeah, they're just beat they're t- up for no reason. I mean, reason. they're killed. Yeah, murder, murder beat.
0: Mur- the murder beat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or beaten to death, but murder beat's good, too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, we, I mean, that's the thing, like, it, it, the movie takes a, a twist where it's, suppo- it's supposed to get really dark, but I feel like it was already really dark, yes. just, like, the regular relationship, but you then all of a sudden it's gross. like, oh, and now it's the mafia, yeah. and then you're like oh well and
0: she's like seduced on the beach yeah that's what i was talking
1: about he like is bullying her into having this
0: and that's her new know, boyfriend sexual
1: encounter <laughs> yeah it, in a parking lot and at first i was like are they just on the side of the road <laughs> i was really disturbed by it and you were like no they're on a beach like but it but it's like where people are parked to make out. In front of the parking lot? At the beach? No, like, it's gross, They're on man. the beach,
0: like, in headlights. Yeah. So all the other cars can, can see, see, and them. he's, like, undressed. Yeah. It's Ugh, hate it. Not good. Uh, okay, so I did make a note here. She made this in between the Aerosmith music video Cryin' and Crazy. Oh,
1: there we go.
0: And it was a year before Hideaway and Clueless, which was 95.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Which is crazy. But, um, but what a good run for her. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, she's had a good run. Uh,
0: it's a film about the battle of a life versus family and the puritanical ideals versus sexual freedom, which sounds like a very Ralph Bakshi thing. I just wish it was fun to watch.
1: Well, th- yeah, it is. Because, like, you know, a lot of there's a lot of things going on where it's like, you know, her friend. Like, they, you know, they get married without even ever, you know knowing each other i mean they just have a baby that was very common you you find someone you get married you have a baby you don't even really know them
0: yeah you got to get it done
1: yeah (laughs) you just got to make it happen but then i I like that some of the themes in there is like it's at a time too where women were just seen different. i mean that's all they did they were a thing they didn't work they just had a baby that's it Mm -hmm. and then
0: you stay at home and i'm going out yeah
1: and then you know her friend is like and I'm not wearing a bra, and that was, like, a big deal. Yeah. Little did they know in the 50s that most people would not, well most women would not wear bras just because.
0: Yeah, but uh, this is a good time to mention from a previous episode that you let us know that women don't wash their boobs for as long as they do in horror <laughs> movies.
1: Yeah. Especially uh, yes. in the 80s. 100%. I was
0: wondering, because there's always, like, a good four minutes of <laughs> boob washing where I was like, they just, is that, I don't understand... But that's... Yeah, yeah. too long. There you go. You always have the good boob takes.
1: I mean, you know...
0: Breaking it down for everybody.
1: Everybody, do your thing. If you (laughs) like to wash your boobs for a long time, do it. If you don't want to wear a bra, don't wear a bra.
0: That's true. Find joy where you you can. Yeah. That's great. Uh, There's also a climax car chase in this movie where they just put Alicia's scream over the top. And it's just... Deafening. It is so unpleasant. But I
1: think that's the perfect example of it. Would have been a great cartoon car oh, chase. Oh, yeah.
0: If she was an owl or something. Yeah.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. It would
0: have been really good. Super fun. Uh, anyway, it, it gets worse, and the baby is just gone in the last third of the film.
1: <laughs> I know. Where'd the baby go? I
0: don't know. No one's watching the baby. They're just—they're no. both out of the house, yeah. and I guess the baby just just grew up it had that Benjamin Button disease or something, and it's just, it's a full-grown man now. It's very strange. And then it ends with an insane montage. And that's, that's the, uh, the cool and the crazy. Cool and the crazy.
1: It
0: is, it is something. Uh, so again, my apologies to you, as (laughs) this is not an erotic thriller, (laughs) but this is also a great example of why, when you come across lists, be weary, and do your, do your, um, research, because... While I am glad we got to cover this movie, the next one we'll be covering... Is an actual erotic thriller.
1: Oh, cool! Well, I I do like that you had me watch something new that I had never heard of, and I I do want to watch the other ones because now that I know that it's a, that it was like a ten movie series, it's great director. I want to see it. yeah, like what else was done with it. So if we watch, if you can track them down, I mean, I don't know if it was hard to find the cool and the crazy. Well, but... they're
0: only available individually. There are no box sets. I yeah. believe the series was called like Rebel Highway or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so you can only find them, I think, on random. If they were ever purchased, I think, by a company to distribute it, then like Dimension picked this one up. Maybe Dimension picked all of them up. I'll have to look into it. But there were definitely like three or four where I was like, oh, I want to see this, yeah. just based on the cast and director.
1: Same.
0: Cool, cool, cool. Uh, any final thoughts on our late return?
1: I don't think so. That was it.
0: Yeah. That was my take. Great. We covered it. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That is episode one of new releases and late returns. Um, my guest, of course, Sarah Marshall. You are Spicy Marshall on the Instagram yeah. and Twitter. Same. Same. Website MarshallsHotesauce.com. That's h-a-u-t-e s-a-u-c-e uh, Be sure and check that out for delicious spicy sauces. And you can use our promo code V-H-U-S podcast for 20% off. Uh, I'm Dirk Marshall. Thank you for listening. Bye.